Okay, we're back with Carl and Chris. And Chris wanted to do um, another Twitter Q&A because he's a big fan of the last one. Um, so let's just jump straight into this week's questions that we've got on Twitter. And the first one has come from uh, DR Shipman. Although it's a small R, so I think it might be a, a Dr. Shipman. Um, as, we're, as, we're, as we're all aware, there's too many people in this world this planet is overpopulated and we haven't got the resources to uh keep up with it so what do you think we should do about it hashtag i can help hashtag logan's run now <laughs> no <laughs> now if you're not familiar with logan's run for our listener out there who might not be uh logan's run was a book published in 1967 there was a couple of movies and i think think it was a series at one point as well where to keep the balance of resources and um, people on the planet there was everybody was required to be killed by the age of 21 so the story is that they had uh, I think they called it a palm flower in their hand and it would change color for the after the first seven years the second seven years and by the time they reached 21 um, it would turn black and they had to report to a sleep shop where they would be put to death. But there were situations where obviously not everybody agreed to this and they refused to go to a sleep shop and they went on a run. So Logan's job was to track him down and kill him. So I, I can see the uh, what the hashtag Logan run means. Do we think this would work? Do you think it's a good idea? The trouble is... It, it seems like a good idea on paper of keeping the population down and everybody agrees... But when you actually reach that age, why would you willingly go and say, oh, I've reached 21 now, you know, I've got a couple of years, no claims bonus. I'm allowed to buy alcohol and smoke. And now I've got to be uh, put to death. What, what, what do you think about that one then? Is it a good plan or not? Not really, no. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, because we, we'd all be gone by now, wouldn't we? Yeah. What would be the point of living if you can't live forever, or well, as long as you can? But we have got a problem. Age of twenty-one. We have got. I agree, a... we've got a problem, but there's other ways of doing it other than genocide. So, what's the answer, Chris? How do we keep the numbers down? Uh, no idea. Because we've come up now with um, medicine's getting better, isn't it? And all this medical research, and they're figuring out how to cure a lot of things, and people are generally living longer. And and living longer is not necessarily a good thing. If you can live longer with a healthy life, that is a better thing. But I, I've always thought that nature will sort of find its own level. Nature will adjust itself. But that seems to be maybe not the case. In that you know, we everybody they're pushing us towards this plant-based paste, plant-based. Any idea what that is? This plant-based <laughs> diet, which in Chris's case is pot brownies. <laughs> <laughs> the best yeah, diet. <laughs> but I, I mean, is it is it sustainable as where we are? What's the answer? I. I because I, I don't know what it is. You've got to limit. You've got to limit the numbers of the population. But how do we do it? Or do we just move to another planet? Is Elon on the right track? I think Elon's on the right track. I think we need. I think we're reaching the point now where we're starting to require 
additional space and resources. So throughout history, there's always been diseases or events that have kind of equalized the population. You've had, you know, the Mongolians killed half of Europe. Different empires have spread throughout the land. There's been the Black Plague and all these other diseases which have kind of kept the population at a certain level. But now, you know, for the most part, we've cured pretty much everything that has come across and developed in human nature. And the population is going through the roof on a yearly basis. So as and technology increases exponentially, so that's only going to get better in terms of general healthcare and the baseline of our comfort. So yeah, I, I don't think there's anything we can do in that regard, unless something else comes along that wipes it out, then we're going to need to start looking looking elsewhere. And I think Elon's on the right track. They send loads of people to Mars, start doing the same on Mars, and then see what happens after that. Well, Spanish flu wiped out 50 million people. Yeah. So we could and do... I think, I think... Go on. I was going to say, I think the Black Plague took out a very high percentage of Europe as well. So, I mean, these things, if you think about it, it's like, this is what I said earlier, it's like um, nature thinking, right, okay, we've got too many people on this planet, now we've got to get rid of some, and just comes up with this, you know, like Spanish flu and the Black Plague, and is it a chance that something else will happen, some other epidemic? Well, there's always a chance, I suppose. Yeah, there's always a chance, yeah. So wouldn't we do the same though if we went to um, if we colonized Mars, which would take years, obviously, because yeah. you know when you send sort of a handful of people up there first, and you can guarantee something will go wrong. One of them will catch something from shagging a Mars monkey or something. We <laughs> 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 probably would destroy Mars, but that's only because humans themselves are a virus, so they latch onto every single piece of everything that they can and use it to the best of their abilities and then move on again. So we are the problem. We are the problem. Oh yeah, definitely. 100% humans are the problem, but we've outgrown where we're living at the moment. We need to start looking elsewhere and we're not. We need to start being a bit more scientific in our our ways. But we're making strides though on this, aren't we? I mean, there's all these... um... There's all these groups these days about, you know, we, we've got to sort out global warming and we've got to stop using plastic straws. Yeah, a lot more of it. But it's going to take too long, isn't it? I mean, that's that's not just something you can do overnight. It's a complete culture change. I think plastic is what we need to stop using. I mean, plastic for the most part, isn't biodegradable, so it just goes off into the ocean. You see these beautiful, desolate islands with shores full of plastic bottles and other debris from all the industry and whatnot. But if we can start doing that, change the face of the Earth even more environmentally friendly, then that just means that the Earth and us are going to live for even longer. So we definitely need to start looking elsewhere but it's an interesting point that we are a lot of people do refer to human beings as like a virus it it always comes up particularly in the matrix i think agent smith refers to us as a parasite so maybe maybe that's what we are to the universe maybe the universe is too big and we need to spread ourselves around to to sort it out a little bit i don't know and elon is our guy 
He's our guy. He's King Parasite. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but going back to this Logan's Run thing, I, I can't see how that how that could have worked. I mean, if everybody's getting bumped off when they're 21, what, what about, how do you maintain the population? How young must they be having babies to continue the, the population? I mean, we live in Bergen, so like we know they're like twelve and thirteen, yeah. But that's not generally <laughs> well, that's not generally the case planet wide. I shouldn't think. So we'd, you'd still have to have babies at a, at a young age to be able to nurture them for the first few years, and what well, then they're on their own. Pretty much, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> that was a chill. That was a chilled approach. Yes, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Who's running things then? Because if the maximum age is twenty-one, I mean, twenty-one-year-olds don't know anything unless you know a small percentage of them have, you know, significantly above-average intelligence. So who the hell is running the place? A bunch of twenty-one-year-olds running the city that should have should have been extinct years ago. Yeah, I think it's it was computer. some computer and a crazy old system. mountain. Yeah. yeah oh, right, so yeah. it's a computer. Okay, that makes more sense yeah and those that escaped I was, re- I was reading up on it and there's part of it that's kind of quite sick I don't know if you know this uh, runners are most terrified of a weapon called the Homer which yeah. homes in on a body heat and deliberately ignites every pain nerve in the body that's just brutal <laughs> wow that's that brutal. Up is fucking brutal <laughs> yeah but the best bit though Chris, you bring that up, is they're all trying to escape to a place called Sanctuary, and Sanctuary turns out to be Argos. (laughs) 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 I'm not sure if that's the sort of place I want to escape to, getting surrounded by (laughs) catalogues. I think, I'm just reading now, obviously it looks like it's the whole Soylent Green thing again, where when they leave, they get frozen and turned into food by the looks of it. So I suppose if you're looking at conserving the planet and its resources, reusing humans for food and other things is... <sighs> so I sound like a psychopath, but I can see the logic to it. I can see the logic of it. I'm not saying I advocate for it, because obviously I don't want to be Sunday roast, but I can see the <laughs> logic for it. Yes, yeah, it is a strange one. In that, it does make sense, but at the same time, it's it's horrific. It's a complete. It would be a complete catastrophe, and obviously, basically, you go into all these ethical issues. And because obviously, we grow animals for food at the moment, and people complain about that. So I can only imagine what it'd be like when robots start growing humans for for food and so on. Yes, uh, like I said, it makes sense and it's horrific at the same time. It's 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 well, it's like another version of Tommy Robinson. <laughs> 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 so, do we have a plan? How we if we take over the running of this planet, which I think is there's some logic behind that because we're quite experienced. What would we do? Would we get rid of all Market. the uh, meat and everything, or like everybody has to go on uh, plant-based diets, and because we can't sustain it the way we're doing it? I try and figure out what they used in the Matrix, because in the Matrix they had 
can't remember what it was called, but they had this porridge or food that contained pretty much every nutrient that the human body needs. Now, I don't know what that consists of. Well, we need something like that. I think it's, at the moment, there's a lot of pleasure and indulgence associated with food. So you, you know, people eat meat, plants, whatever it may be, not just for nutritional value, just for the pleasure of having a nice steak or a nice this or a nice that. So if you can try and find a way of scientifically creating the most optimum food for human beings whilst also conserving the rest of the planet, I think that's at least something that would be a start. And then maybe that would reduce the amount of agriculture and farming and so on and so forth. Yeah, because the body's a strange thing in that it lets you know what you need, doesn't it? So when you're suddenly craving carbs, you know that you need carbs. So on the one hand, you think, well, okay, I need carbs, so ideally I should eat a sweet potato because of its you know, nutrition and its GI index and everything, and it releases sort of energy into the body slowly. However, you'll end up having a, a, a pasta or a pizza, which, yeah, which definitely. would be which is full of fat and salt and everything, and, and it'll give you the carbs you want, but, you know, you tend to eat because you'll enjoy that a lot more than you will a sweet potato, and, unless you're a, yeah. a vegan or whatever. Yeah, but, but if you're a vegan, then your opinion doesn't really matter. By one viewer. Yeah, yeah. goodbye viewer, <laughs> listener. <laughs> but I suppose if we were to bring in a sort of a Logan's run thing, then we could start with flat earthers and vegans are they probably i would yeah i say the flat earthers but maybe not the vegans why not yeah they wouldn't taste very good they're really skinny (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but they wouldn't have the strength to escape this is very true yeah so they'd be easy to catch (laughs) start off for the week and then work our way through the rest (laughs) but it'd be the same with the um the the fat meaty people he wouldn't be able to run away so there's 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 a good argument for both. That's a good point actually. Maybe you'd get the the big ones to eat the to eat the vegans first to get them even plumper and then eat those. <laughs> Sorry, where is this conversation going? This is we're starting to get a bit weird. <laughs> we're probably on some sort of register after this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you into the? Jeremy Clarkson's school of PC-ness. <laughs> Political correctness. <laughs> right, enough on that topic, I think. I'm not sure if we can actually come up with an answer for that. So, uh... No, that's a bit too, uh, bit too hard, though. <laughs> let me go... Hang on, my microphone's in the way. I can't see my screen. Um, right, let me go back onto Twitter. Yeah. Okay, so I got another question off Twitter, then. What's your favourite way to waste time now everybody says these days that they haven't really got time to waste because everybody leads such a, a, a busy life but it's not necessarily true for everybody is it so um what do i do to waste time i'll just play a computer game i'll go for a drive i'll just go out and do anything but wasting time usually involves my laptop or the television somehow because i don't drink so i don't go to pubs and stuff like that what do you guys do i'm the same as you i don't drink a lot um, I wouldn't consider garden, gardening a waste of time. That seems to be a fairly productive activity, which I only do in the summer. So it's only a small part of the year. But yeah, if you're having one of those days, like it's a Monday after work, you're not doing anything productive on a Monday afternoon. So 
I just chuck on Netflix. There's always stuff <laughs> to watch on Netflix. And yeah, I wouldn't say reading is a waste of time, but it's, it's usually Netflix, something where my brain just doesn't have the capacity to think of anything productive. I just want to sit there, relax, chuck on something on Netflix, and then just, just whittle the time away. Yeah, that makes sense, that, because, I mean, if you are purposely wasting time, you don't want to, you know, you don't have to work hard at it. You just literally pick from thousands of movies and TV shows, click a random one, usually ends up being some sort of crime drama, which I like, and then that's it. That's me done. I was going to say, surely it's not a waste of time if you enjoy what you're doing. If you're think... enjoying your time, then that's not wasting your time. That's just enjoying your time a different way that is watching TV. Yeah, and I've always agreed with that, and I've always wondered. It seems like it's it's different for each person. Different people would consider different activities to be a waste of time. So if if you're an artist, you know, if you were drawing or going to museums or whatever it is, that wouldn't be a waste of time for you because it's part of your hobby and something that you like. But going to a museum and things like that is a waste of time for me because I'm not particularly interested in that sort of topic. If I went there, I'd probably be extremely bored and I'd feel like I was I was wasting my time. So I think it's contextual. It depends on the individual. Depends what you like. If you like playing video games, it's not a waste of time for you. You know, they've been proven to him to enhance your cognitive ability to solve puzzles and things like that. But I suppose yeah, I suppose it depends on the individual and, and the activity. If you were just sitting there looking at a wall, then yeah, that's probably a waste of time. But apart from that, it, it depends on the person. Yeah, see, I, I'm looking at another question here as well. It says, how much time do you spend on the internet and what do you usually do? See, time spent in the, on the internet is not necessarily a waste of time, even though if I've got free time, I've got nothing else to do, I can just randomly go on the internet and look stuff up. But most of the time, I'm learning because of it. It's it's the greatest, it's one of the greatest tools that's ever graced us. I know there's a lot of fake news, as Donald Trump would say, out there. But for the most part, if you know, if you did have a spare half an hour in between activities and you were just looking to to kill time, so to speak, you could go on there and look at anything. You could type in any subject matter. You can read an article, you can read a you know, a medical journal, anything in that on the internet can be used for for you. I suppose if you just sat there watching YouTube videos all day of people falling over or getting pranked, et cetera, et cetera. I suppose you could potentially consider them a waste of time because you're not learning anything from them. Yes, they're entertainment, but you're not, you don't take anything away from that. Whether if you, if you spent an hour watching those videos or an hour reading journals and articles, you would take away something from that time spent reading rather than just watching videos for the sake of entertainment. So even though we try to waste some time, it doesn't always work like that because we end up learning something or gaining more knowledge and more experience and and i think i think a lot of people listen to that's why they listen to podcasts you know people say that you know people might potentially think that if you're sitting there listening to a podcast for two hours you're not really doing anything else but you're learning an incredible amount just you know i always put on podcasts or other things when i'm doing you know mundane chores around the house the things that have got to be done have got to be done. So why not learn at the same time? It's a perfect opportunity to gain that time back. Not only, you know, like I was doing the 
garden yesterday. I had my headphones in. I was listening to Joe Rogan. So not only am I doing something that I need to do, I'm I'm learning at the same time. So I'm, I might be wasting time, you know, doing my garden or whatever if it needs to be done. But I'm still I'm still being productive as well. And I think it's hard not to be if you're an if you're a fairly conscientious person, you're aware of what you're doing. So you know when you're in work, you don't spend too much time on the internet. But if you are, you know, it's usually for the most part anyway something productive. You're not just mindlessly trawling through the internet for no reason. There's always a reason why you're looking at stuff. See, you, you mentioned gardening a couple of times. I, I can't get into gardening at all, and yet I I like looking at flowers. Because like they're really pretty. I'm colorblind. I know what colors they are, but they they they're really pretty flowers, and I'd love to be able to grow some veg. Because the thought of actually growing the veg myself, and then picking it and and eating it on a plate, something that I've I've grown, even though it, like wasn't me, it was nature. But that appeals to me. Do, do you do that, Chris? Do you grow any veg, or is it just flowers and stuff, or do you just mow the lawn and you call in our gardening? Uh, I don't even do that anymore. In case I want to do that, <laughs> <laughs> I I, I uh, do not touch the garden. The most I do is a pickup after my dog in the garden, and that is it. You pay someone, to, or you've got staff now, have you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Someone to do the windows and someone to do the the, 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 wow. the garden. We're not worth it, your highness. <laughs> Good grief, yeah. No, we haven't got a lawnmower. It just turned out it'd be cheaper than buying a lawnmower to get someone to come in pretty much every month and do it. Yeah, you haven't got. How much does that cost? Out of interest, it's probably like twenty quid, is it, for someone to just mow the lawn? Tenner. Oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's not too bad. Are you thinking about it now, Carlio? Yeah, Christ, I, I could sit inside and watch more Joe Rogan. I'd rather <laughs> than be outside in the bloody cold. <laughs> exactly. That makes sense. <laughs> But Carl, so, yeah, I don't, I don't got Carl, do you grow vegetables? Um, I used to. It's something that I've always been interested in. And I, I'm totally of the same opinion of you. It's maybe it's as I get older, but I like the appeal of a self-sustaining household. So I like the idea of having solar panels to produce my own energy, maybe some way to conserve water, having a you know, a plot of land to grow my own vegetables. It'd probably never be totally self-sustainable. But I used to grow potatoes, which I've eaten a few times and harvested. They turned out to be really nice. You know, I harvest them on the Saturday and then we'd use them for Sunday dinner the next day. And you, it's you can't compare that to what you'd buy in the supermarket. That is pretty much garden to plate within you know a very short amount of time. But it, it takes a lot of effort. So if you were going to do that, then yeah, you'd have to spend a lot of time in the garden. So it depends on uh, on your schedule, but it's definitely satisfying and it's very therapeutic as well to be outside, particularly in the in the warmer climate, to to tend to the garden and just I guess just get some natural sunlight. I'd like to live completely off grid. I think a lot of people would like that, wouldn't they? It's where you say you'd have a yeah. solar panel, just generates your electricity and. And growing your own vegetables and not having to depend or rely on any corporation or any other people. Just do your own thing. I'm totally with you on that. I, yeah. I didn't used to be, but as I've gotten older, I'm sick of paying tax. I'm sick of paying bills. I'm sick of other people sucking the money away from me. So if I can get to a point where 
I could potentially, you know, build my own log cabin, have solar panels and a plot of land to tend to myself. You know, maybe a, if I did need money, maybe a little part-time job here and there, I could sell, you know, you could hunt, you could sell the vegetables, you could sell certain things. Yeah, I would definitely be up for that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay. I'm, I'm all about that. This is my last question then, and this could be a controversial question. Well, not a controversial question, but but a tricky question, a sort of thing. Um, if you would learn the answer to one question about your future, what would it be? And I think the first sort of thing that comes to mind, if I had a little pop-up come up on my computer and said, uh, I'm some magical genie thing, and you can ask one question about your future, just one, uh, I think the first thing that pops into my head is, when am I going to die? Yeah, that's probably the most yeah. common one that everyone goes for. And I don't know if I would, to be honest. I think the beauty of life is experiencing things and, I guess, the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. But if you do know... I suppose there's pros and cons. Yes, you can say, right, God, I'm going to get run over in 10 years. I've got 10 years to do everything I possibly can. And then, you know, the final day arrives. But I don't know. I suppose having an end date to something kind of, it, it changes your perspective on life then. You wouldn't live it the way that you would normally would. You would completely change you to, well, you'd have to live it a certain other way then. You'd probably do everything you wanted in the next 10 years. And that could be the best 10 years of your life. But, yeah, I suppose it depends on the person. I, I wouldn't want to know, to be honest. I don't think I'd want to, to put a final date on it. Can, can I ask? Can you ask about the lottery numbers? Well, I don't know. I suppose you could. It says, you know, if you could learn one answer, uh, if you could about learn the, the answer to one question about your future, then what would the question be? So I suppose, you know... Um, I don't know. I don't know. Not quite sure how you would word it, though, because you're not asking for the lottery yeah. numbers, you. It's one yeah. question about your future. And going back to what Carl said, though, about yeah, that's the first question that pops into mind is when am I going to die? But I wouldn't really want to know, because if it turns out it says tomorrow, then that changes your whole perspective and how you deal with everything from now on. It's just out of panic. And if it does say thirty years. You think, oh, good grief, if I'm going to live another 30 years, I'm probably going to have all sorts of things wrong with me. I've got enough bloody problems now <laughs> with aches and pains and blood pressure. I can't see. That's a good point as well. I think if they said tomorrow, as it currently stands, you would, you know, unless, you know, if it was a complete freak accident, you would be blissfully unaware of that happening tomorrow. So you would live your life as you normally would. Whereas if you knew, how could you? possibly really enjoy your last day like say right tomorrow morning you're getting hit by a lorry like oh crap what am i what the hell am i going to do in the next 12 hours now to try and finalize my affairs it would i don't think it would be an enjoyable final experience it would be yeah it would be totally chaotic and totally be, well, obviously it's going to be sad anyway but it would be even more so because it's the anticipation you know it's going to happen tomorrow morning you just your last day on earth would be really miserable, I think. Yeah, it would. But you could go out and do all the things that you know you can't normally do because of the uh, because of the laws in this country. So, I mean, well, I'm going to die tomorrow, so uh, I'm going to go and punch so and so in the face. 
<laughs> I was going to say, I wish I lived in America at that point. I'd go straight out, buy as many guns and ammo as I could, have a wicked last 12 hours and then go out in style. Yeah, not quite sure what? where you're going with that, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't shoot people. What? I would just shoot things, you know, just go around and, you know, shoot signs and whatever just to let off some steam. <laughs> Flat earthers? If there was a convention, maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do the earth a final favour before I part. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Did you see, um, did you watch Logan Paul's Flat Earth movie after? I haven't. I'm going to watch it this afternoon. I've seen a few trailers for it, and I, I've got to give the guy credit. The production value looks ten times better than some of the things he's done in the past. Yeah, because he's brought another video out now, um, like like a behind the, the scenes, where so much of it was uh, five pages of um, of script. And he shows uh, a couple of short, well, brief clips of interviews of the the guy he was talking to. I can't remember the guy's name now. The guy who was like the leader of the uh, the flat earthers, uh, where he is saying that uh, you know we didn't realize at the time, but it was all scripted, and he was just trolling us all along, and you know we never realized. <laughs> it sounds really good though. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good. Well, it's had a lot of positive comments. To be fair, it's it's like he tends to get slated for everything he does, Logan Paul, because of his popularity. I mean, yeah. everybody wants to say, everybody wants an opinion, but they, everybody seemed to have liked this. And, and I think probably because, as much as people dislike Logan Paul, they probably dislike flat earthers even more. Yeah, it's it's one of those movements that. You have to pinch yourself and go. Am, am I am I awake? Am I dreaming? You know why? Why? I mean, we've sent people into space. There's been astronauts in the space station. There's been. I think one of them used to upload pictures on Twitter on a regular basis of the stratosphere of the you know space itself. There's. Yeah, I don't want to get onto a rant about those because we'll be here all afternoon. <laughs> and talking to the space station, we all saw it this week. We did indeed. Yeah, that was actually pretty cool, I've got to be honest. I didn't know about that at all. Yeah, but of course, the the trouble is the trajectory, it takes like um, an hour and a half to go around the planet and it's travelling at 17,000 miles an hour. So the trajectory, it's a tricky word, trajectory changes sort of all the time. So whereas we were lucky that it was was going overhead from west to east um, on a clear sky, the right time of night, it just everything lined up. But like the following night, it was sort of west to west, so it was sort of skimming in a different direction. So we wouldn't have been able to see it. And then some nights it's all cloudy and everything. It just it just fell right uh, the other night because the two astronauts, the female astronauts, were supposed to be going out to do a spacewalk. I don't know if you read that bit, and they couldn't both go out because uh, the spacesuit didn't fit one of them. <laughs> <laughs> they had medium-sized spacesuits or something, and I can't remember what happened, but uh, they wouldn't fit because it was going to be the first ever all-women spacewalk. But it turned out to be one woman and a bloke. But th- that's that's another different concept that you're climbing outside the space station in this suit, 
and the space station's whizzing around Earth at 17,000 miles an hour, and you're outside of it, changing some batteries. Yeah, that would, that would freak me out. I'd be that one guy in the movie where the belt snaps and then I just plummet to Earth in a ball of fire. <laughs> Could you live in the space station, though? Because they're up there for months, aren't they? It's just, just like little confined space for months on it. I couldn't do that. It's It's a very difficult environment it's very claustrophobic it's very impersonal and yeah they're up there for quite prolonged periods of time i i don't know i don't think there's enough freedom there for me to i I don't like the idea of being i don't mind a small house because it's your house you've got the freedom to go outside and you know do whatever you want but when you're stuck in space for months at a time in a in a tiny little station, I don't think I could personally do it. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I wouldn't be able to go outside for a fag or nothing. This you can't open a window. <laughs> you, you just. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel your pain on that one. <laughs> you just couldn't do anything. You can't. You can't do normal things that we take for granted. Can you? You can't just go out for a. Oh, I'm just going to pop over a stroll. Um, oh look, the pub's looking quite empty but hey i'll just pop in there's a band on there's there's i'll call in the chinese on the way home you can't do any of that when you're in space what the hell do they do all day experiments look at yeah pretty much so look at the earth enjoy the view i suppose although i think they play computer games don't they and they got some sort of setup up there they can uh... i'm sure they do something that wouldn't like surprise that. me at all yeah i'm sure they I do think something they've like got... that i think with the technology now they can get I'm pretty sure they can get TV feeds. I think they've done live interviews with people from space. So they probably get the same level as entertainment. And who knows? They might be watching Netflix on a massive screen in the middle of a space station. <laughs> yeah, it might be. <laughs> right, okay. Have either of you two got any questions before we uh, before we wrap this up for this week? Any exciting questions you want to discuss? Or should we keep them for the next podcast? Oh, no. I can't really think of anything at the moment. No, we will by next time. We've got some exciting podcasts coming up. Um, so, our listener, you're going to want to listen to one coming up soon. Should all drugs be made legal? Mm, that's going to be controversial, that one. Anyway, Get your popcorn ready for yeah, that one. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be an event. That's going to get quite heated, I think. I'm looking forward. I'm looking gonna, forward to that one. I'm going to light the blue touch paper and stand back and let uh, the others scream and shout and fighting over the desks <laughs> and <laughs> throw in stuff and it's going to be great. <laughs> anyway. I honestly can't wait. It'll be great, yeah. So thank you both and I'll speak to you both on the next one. Goodbye. Take care. Cheers, Mark. Bye.